Hey everybody, Nerby here. Before we begin this episode, I just want to give a special shout out to Dustin Diamond, otherwise known as Screech Powers from Saved by the Bell. Earlier this week, it was it came out that he is currently battling uh, stage four cancer, and he's about to undergo chemotherapy. All the best to him. Should he be looking for uh, some podcasts to listen to during his uh, triumph over the big C? And come across uh, Bayside Buddy, a Say by the Bell podcast. Just want to say to him, to you, brother, thank you for the entertainment then. Thank you for the entertainment now. And you are awesome. And what's going on, everybody? It's Nairby from CerealAndGrapeJuice.com. I am Nairby on Twitter. I am Nairby on Instagram. I am also Nairby about to begin Bayside Buddy, a Say by the Bell podcast, episode 19. Today, we are going to be re- checking out... Saved by the Bell Season 3, Episodes 3 and 4. Now, before we go any further, I actually did some very minimal research. And it turns out that uh, when these episodes, Season 3, aired two episodes a week. So, hence the multiverse going on during this thing. We got the Bayside High universe happening, and we got the Malibu Sands universe happening. So, I don't know if they've, uh, a network gave... Uh, Say by the bell a one hour time slot or if they had two time slots in a day but pretty much uh, it's two episodes the same day and we're going to be covering the episodes that aired September 21st 1991 starting with season 3 episode 3 entitled The Aftermath we start in the halls of Bayside we're student that's right we're at Bayside we're not at Malibu Sands that's next episode we're back in the halls of Bayside where students are giving sympathy to Zach after the breakup with Kelly. So we're continuing the Zach, Kelly, Jeff love triangle. The gang asks Zach, you know, how he is. And Zach acts all nonchalant and asks if he's supposed to be upset about something. <laughs> and Screech says, yeah, after Kelly dumped you, I'm surprised you even got out of bed. <laughs> ah, Screech is awesome. Lisa tells Zach that maybe he'll meet somebody at her sweet six at her sweet 16 party this Saturday. Slater comforts comforts Zach's and Zach and tells him that women are like vines. If you fall off one, you can just swing to another. And surprise, surprise, Jesse didn't like that. <laughs> Zach assures them, however, that he's fine. And he says that Kelly was just another girl and now she's out of his life. Whatever, dude. <laughs> he then opens his locker, revealing a bunch of Kelly pictures taped to the inside the door. Yep, I remember those days lockers having pictures. I had wrestlers, because I was a big wrestling fan. I'm talking junior high. In high school, I didn't have any pictures up, because uh, I didn't I didn't want to be thought of as a nerd for being a wrestling fan. Anyway, we then go to class where Lisa gives Kelly an invitation to her birthday party, and Kelly says that this will be a great time for the gang to get to know Jeff. Jesse is shocked at Kelly's complete disregard for Zach's feelings, as is Slater. <laughs> The bell rings and Zach is about to enter the room when he spots Kelly. And he turns to us and he tells us that he can handle everything. And he can't let her know that she's miserable. He enters the room and he hides his face behind a book as he takes a seat which is right beside Kelly. Who says hi to him. Zach acts all cool and compliments Kelly's jacket. As the deaf teacher Miss Simpson arrives. She tells the class that today we will be checking out the romantic poems of Elizabeth Barrett. Oh, so Elizabeth Barrett Browning, which gets a little cringe from Zach and Kelly. Today we turn to the romantic poems of Elizabeth Barrett Browning. So, 
Let's have Bayside's most loved couple recite a poem for us. Zach and Kelly, if you please. No, 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 I, well, I mean, let's, me and Slater read it instead. Oh, Miss Spano, don't be such a ham. <laughs> Here we are. Begin when ready. How do I love thee? Let me count the ways I love thee to the depth and breadth. Mr. Morris, this is a love poem. This time recite it slower and with feelings. Huh. How do I love thee? Let me count the ways. I love thee to the depth. And I love thee to stop. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> yep, I know. Yeah, I know. It's I. I. I I know what I know. I know what you mean, Screech Man. Zach and Kelly breaking up was like Joey and Caitlin from old school Degrassi breaking up when that Claude Antifa clown showed up and stole Caitlin from Joey. That idiot Claude. Yeah, what, a, what kind of a name is Claude? Anyway, we then go to Zach Slater and Screech at the movies. Slater and Screech try to cheer Zach up by telling stories about times that he pranked Belding. The movie then begins as Kelly and Jeff show up, <laughs> and they take two seats in the very back of the theater. Screech notices, and he tries to subtly inform Slater, who tells him to shut up until Screech throws popcorn at him and says, F-K and L-E-K. <laughs> no, he says F-J and L-E-K. Slater looks back. So that, that language, I remember that language it was somewhat, it had its, uh, it had its time in the uh, social norm of of ooh yay a yay me yay oobs bay you know that kind of stuff and you don't hear it anymore anyway slater looks back and he sees kelly and jeff and he tells screech don't lay at lay act zay e say <laughs> which which is which says don't let zach see <laughs> and to which screech replies what a eh? <laughs> There is then a car screech and gunshots in the movie, which Kelly loudly freaks out about, which gets Zach's uh, attention, and he looks behind, and Zach sees Kelly and Jeff cuddling. Zach is not happy at Kelly's complete continuous disregard for his feelings, (laughs) and he gets up, and he quickly leaves, and we get a commercial. And after the break, Lisa and Jesse are going over Lisa's 16th birthday, and Lisa says that she wants it to be speci- a special occasion that she only turns 16 once. Screech hears this when he arrives and he says, Ah, so you want me to jump out of the cake, babe? <laughs> Zach arrives and tells Lisa that he can't make it to her sweet 16 because Kelly and Jeff are going to be there. Kelly arrives and Zach leaves with Screech, who gives Kelly a little snarl. Jesse and Lisa tell Kelly that Zach saw her and Jeff making out of the movies. Kelly says that they weren't making out. They were just cuddling. And Jesse's disgusted by Kelly's actions and says that at least Kelly's got somebody. And Kelly gets angry and wonders if she's supposed to just call ahead whenever she's going to go out with Jeff or, or hide him from everyone. And Lisa and Jesse in unison say yes. <sighs> come on, man. All jokes aside, come on. But, but, but at the same time, Kelly's sure does move on quick, man. Just from one to the other. That's uh, that's kind of messed up. Just saying. <sighs> Whether it be a female doing that or, or a male doing that, that's like a, yeah, that's a, that's kind of uh, this, yeah. I'm just saying. 
Kelly gets more ticked and she tells Lacey and Jesse that since they're sharing a brain, they just get one that works. And the crowd goes, ooh, as Kelly storms off. So yeah, Kelly just let them have it. Well done. Still, screw you, Jeff, for breaking up uh, the 90s version of Joni and Chachi. Anyway, we then go to Zach's house where he tells us that he needs to keep his mind off of Kelly. So he's going to do some homework. I've got to keep my mind off of Kelly. So I'm going to do something I've never done before. Homework. (laughs) Bad idea. (laughs) I know. Television. Next on Married with Children, Kelly dumps her boyfriend for a French fry chef. (laughs) How much television's bad for you anyway? Next time your secretary leaves you hanging, call us. We're the Kelly Girls. (laughs) Damn, you see Zach's stereo and his little collection of audio cassettes? Oh, I love it, man. Those, uh... Not that, uh... It's not a lot better now with MP3s, but audio cassettes, uh... It's good to see nostalgia every now and then. But I remember remember those things, for those of you... Well, you wouldn't be listening to this if you weren't a part of that generation, for the most part, but... Those things would just, those Walkmans would just, Walkmans would just eat your battery big time. And you'd be lucky if the tape inside the audio cassette didn't just go all nuts and just piss off all over the goddamn place. Anyway, the gang minus Kelly then arrive at Zach's. And Lisa says that she's got a list of girls who want to go out with Zach. As he is now the school's most eligible bachelor. But Zach doesn't want any part of it as he just wants to deal with things on his own. See, that's what's supposed to happen after a breakup. Both parties, by social law, are supposed to just chill on their own and think, Kelly. But, whatever. Anyway, Slater tells Zach that he can't just spend the rest of his life in his room. But Screech disagrees. He says that, uh, well, I don't know, Slater. It's a pretty nice room. (laughs) Well, it was. Jesse, to even you know, he's got the CDs and the audio cassettes, man. Zach's going he, he retro, nice and clean too. Some cool posters on the wall. I, think, I don't, I don't remember if he still had the bang, the Bangles poster, but he did it one time. Anyway, Jesse tells Zach that uh, he needs to realize that it's over, and Zach agrees. He tells Lisa to bring on the babes. Hey, yeah, bring on the babes. Great, I know this girl who would love to go out with you. Her name is Sue, and besides being pretty, she's got a great mind. And she loves to read, so she's got a lot to say. So, like, I figure Daniel still must be writing all of Jackie Collins' romance novels because, like, they're all the same. <laughs> well, not exactly the same. I mean, they have to be, like, a little bit different or everybody would know. Okay? <laughs> you know, have you read Hollywood Wives? <laughs> you have got to go out with Cassie. She's got a great personality, and she has an insatiable hunger for life. You know, after the movie, we should go to Antonio's because I have this craving for a big bowl of spaghetti and meatballs. (laughs) I'm out of popcorn. You never met my cousin Kimberly, did you? A lot of guys think she's cute if you like that long-legged, gorgeous, blonde ballerina type. Oh, he's so mean. I hope they catch him. Oh, no! Tim, how would you feel about a burger after the movie? I know a great place where we can go. 
Yeah, once again, Screech coming through for his buddy, man. Ah, Screech, man, what a what a great dude. We then go to the max where Kelly is dilly-dallying off to the side because she doesn't want to take the orders of uh, Lisa, Jesse, Slater, and Screech who are there. Jeff tells Kelly to smarten up, basically, and to go over there and take their orders, and she does. And as she's taking their orders, Zach arrives with his date, Screech's cousin, and he introduces her to everybody, but he intentionally skips over Kelly. Kelly then says hi to Zach to get his attention, and he asks, Zach asks her if she can get them a table with a romantic setup. Zach is now being a dick. And Kelly agrees, and she takes Zach and uh, his date. I think, I think, what was her name? Screech, I think it was Tiffany, Screech's cousin. Let's call her Tiffany. So Zach takes uh, Tiffany to a table for two, which uh, I don't know what, what was romantic about it. Maybe that it didn't have a salt and pepper shaker on it. I don't know. Anyway, Slater is shocked that Screech is related to Tiffany. He's He says he was just like, so how are you related to that? <laughs> but uh, Screech, uh, he has a he has the answer. Screech replies that Tiffany's adopted. <laughs> And everybody understands now. Oh, okay, that, that makes sense. She's adopted. That's why uh, she's uh, pretty and you're a screech. We then go to Zach's table where Zach orders one chocolate milkshake with two straws, which causes Kelly to storm away in anger. And then she, Kelly then asks, um, sorry, Zach then asks Tiffany to dance. And he puts on song... Uh, I have it as 112, I'm sure that's wrong, but he puts, I think it was A12, but he put on a song which Screech refers to as uh, Zach and Kelly's song. Lisa and Jesse are appalled with now Zach's antics and realize that they were not cool to snub Kelly earlier. Kelly arrives with a milkshake and she sees that Zach and his date are dancing closely together to the Zach and Kelly song. Excuse me, Zach, can we talk? This will only take one second. So, what's up, Kimber? Oh, I'm sorry. Kelly. Zach, this is our song. A12, it's sacred. No, no, no. A12 was sacred. Right up until you dumped me for that jerk. Don't you dare call him a jerk. You don't even know Jeff. And right now, the only jerk I see is you. Gosh, can you believe her? I told her I wanted a strawberry shake instead, and she gets all upset. <laughs> I heard every word, you creep. How dare you use me to get back at your old girlfriend? No, no. What? Oh. Damn, that's, that slap. You, I mean, he, Zach, that clown deserved that, but you, you very rarely saw uh, that kind of physical uh, violence or whatever you want to call it in this show. I mean, it does come again later when, uh, uh, I think in season four, when, spoiler alert, Zack and Slater have a, a legendary fist fight. Uh, I think I remember what, is a, what, what it was about, but we'll just get there when we get there. Anyway, Zack deserved that slap right in the stinking Zack face. Anyway, we then got a commercial break, and after the break, Lisa and Jesse apologized to Kelly for how they were treating her. Kelly forgives, and they have a big three-way hug. And then Kelly heads off. Zach and Slater arrive, and Zach is shocked that Lisa and Jesse are still talking to Kelly after she dumped him. Which, which, 
Which, I mean, come on, man. She just, she did, like I said, social law. There was no downtime. She went right from one guy to another. So that just doesn't look very good. It just makes it seem like, like, okay, I have a, I have a, I have a, I have, a, I have the next, I have a, I have a better guy. I'm going to, it's what the, a lot of the, a lot of the, the dudes on the internet who are very angry and stuff, they, they call it dating up. So it's like Kelly was dating up. It's like she, okay, I have a. Uh, Here's the dude who's better than Zach. Dump Zach. New dude. Screw you, Zach. So, still not cool, but hey, free world. You can do whatever you want. Jesse, but what Zach did wasn't cool either. Idiot. Jesse tries to chill Zach out and tells him not to, to not make them choose between him and Kelly. And Slater agrees. And they tell Zach that he hurt Kelly on purpose, which he did by bringing his date to the max. And Lisa tells Zach that she doesn't want any antics at her party. And Zach says that he's only going to go to Lisa's party if she uninvites Kelly. Child. And Lisa tells him that Kelly is her friend and will be at her party. And if Zach has a problem with that, then he can uninvite himself. And she, Jesse, and Slater leave as Zach gets more ticked off. And he rips off all of the Kelly pictures down from uh, inside of his locker. Which you'd, you'd think he would have done already, but... Well, Kelly, that's what Kelly Kapowski does to the dudes, I guess. Anyway, he finds some of Kelly's things in his locker, like a volleyball and other things, and he angrily tosses them out when Belding arrives, and he wants to know what is going on here. And Belding tells Zach to clean up the mess that he made. And Zach tells Belding to clean it himself, <laughs> which gets a ooh from the live studio audience. And pretty much got a ooh from Belding as he's not thrilled about Zach's little attitude. He tells him to head to the office now. Clean up your attitude, punk. We then go to Zach at home in his room. Come on, Zach. We don't want to be late for Lisa's party. No, I'm not going. Here, give this to Lisa for me. Well, let's go. Get dressed and you can give it to her yourself. I said I am not going. What, do you have an earwax buildup? <laughs> but it's going to be a blast. There's even going to be a jello mold of Michael Jackson. If we jiggle it, it'll moonwalk across the potato salad. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks, Screech. But after the way I've been acting, you're probably the only one that wants me there. You think we're going to stop being your friend just because you messed up? Well, you mess up all the time. It's what you do best. <laughs> yeah, but this time, I really acted like an idiot. Well, if you can't be an idiot with your friends, who can you be an idiot with? Uh, come on, let's go party. I don't think so. Not this time. Well, okay, but you're being an idiot. <laughs> Remember, Zach, it's better to be dumped by the best-looking girl than to have never been dumped at all. Yeah, good point there by Screech, man. It's better to be dumped by the number one girl in the school than to have never been able to have been dumped at all. I mean, I was never able to have been dumped in high school because I never had a girlfriend in high school. I was 24 when I got my first girlfriend, so Screech, man, he's just, he's just so philosophical. <laughs> we, then, we then go to Kelly's party where people are having a rockin' time, and there was, there, was this, there was one dude as the camera pans from left to right at the shot of this party going on, and he's got his back turned to the camera, and he's dancing with a group of like three other people. And he's doing this weak-ass step dance, and it's just ridiculous as hell. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was probably Scott Wolf. <laughs> that clown. 
dancing like a moron. But no, there probably wasn't Scott Wolf. We all know Scott Wolf is a glory hound. He would have had his he would have been facing the camera with his little boyish good looks. So but still, screw you, Scott Wolf. <laughs> Seriously though, you're awesome and go. Anyway, a couple more guests arrive and and, and they pre- they present Lisa with gifts, which she shakes and sniffs and guesses what's inside them. <laughs> So they 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 handed her presents, were wrapped. She shook them, sniffed them, and she knew what it was. Lisa's friggin' awesome. <laughs> I love that. Screech then tells, arrives and tells Lisa that Zach isn't coming, which Lisa says is probably for the best since Kelly's bringing Jeff. Kelly then arrives with the aforementioned Jeff, and Lisa thanks Kelly for the earrings that she got her, which are wrapped up. <laughs> Lisa didn't even smell them or shake the box. She just knew. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Lisa officially introduces herself to Jeff And then he and Kelly head off to say hi to everybody Jeff butters up Slater by telling him that he also used to wrestle And he wants some tournaments to which Slater says Yay man we gotta talk Ah <laughs> oh, dudes uh, I, I don't know if I'd be, ever be able to do that If someone ever come up to me and said Hey Nerby, Nerby I'm a, I'm a, I like to cook or I'm a big old school wrestling fan too. I wouldn't be like, cool, let's talk. No, I'd be like, cool. I'm going to go get some snacks. You can stay here, dude. (laughs) Anyway, Jesse then tells Jeff that if he's good enough for Kelly, he's good enough for her. Lisa tells Kelly that Zach isn't coming. And Kelly says that she never meant to hurt him. Well, she didn't. She technically didn't hurt him. It still was kind of it's kind of messed up that she went from one dude right to the right to a new one. But come on, she's allowed to go out and play, and she's allowed to bring a friend with her. Anyway, the lights go down. Jesse brings out a cake, and everyone sings "Happy Birthday" to Lisa. And when the lights come back on, Zach is suddenly standing there in the living room with his one of his Huxtable sweaters, <laughs> and he tells Lisa that Screech convinced him that he was being an idiot. And he heads off to talk to Kelly. Zach apologizes to Kelly and tells her that he'd rather have her as a friend than not have her at all. Kelly and Zach hug as Jeff walks up to them. And Zach threatens Jeff's life and tells him to treat Kelly right. And they shake hands. Yeah, he threatened his life. He said, treat her right. All right. May not look like much, but there's a lot under this, this, under this Huxtable sweater. Just saying. Jeff and Kelly head off, and Zach tells us that the hardest thing about being a teenager is losing your first love, and he doesn't know if he'll ever get over Kelly. This is when a redhead walks up to Zach and asks him if he believes in love at first sight. Zach then tells us that on the other hand, he does believe in love at first sight. He goes off to talk to the girl, and we get the credits on a classic, great episode. They quickly made up, but uh, we're going to see how long that lasts, won't we? And as for Zach's thing where he says uh, the, hard, the hardest thing about being a teenager, losing your first love, well, as I said, I, I didn't get my first girlfriend until I was 24, so I, I never went through that. So, hardest thing about me being a teenager was, um, um, uh, hmm. Anyway, we go on to season three, episode four, entitled The Game. We go back to the Malibu Sands timeline. This episode also aired on September 21st, 1991. I could go back and look what day of the week this that was. Uh, but uh, let me just check it out real quick. Okay, so September 21st, 1991 was a Saturday. So I guess they gave uh, Saved by the Bell a one-hour time slot. And the writers, producers decided to go with these two different timelines. Which, uh, which uh, 
maybe they didn't have enough material to for a longer base side or more base side episodes this season, so they came up with a Malibu. Who knows? There's probably a reason for it on the internet. You can all go check it out and do the work for me. Anyway. So we're going to the alternate timeline at Malibu Sanders Resort. We start with Zack, Slater, and Screech arriving at the resort where Zack spots a 66 Mustang. And it's got a for sale sign on it. And he tells us that he's in love with it. And then we head inside where Lisa is trying to call somebody, or some boys, using the reception phone. And Jesse tells her that she's not allowed because she's for her employees only. Zack, Slater, and Screech arrive, and Zack tells the girls about the Mustang, and he needs to call the number on the for sale sign to make a deal. Stacy, Leah Remini, the awesome Leah Remini, arrives and tells Zack that he's late, as her dad is looking for him. Zack heads into the dining room area, and he takes Mr. Carosi's order. Uh, Zack heads to another table after taking Carosi's order, and he grabs a plate of food from an old man, and he gives it to Carosi. <laughs> <laughs> and then he tells the old man that he's going to get him a fresher. I think he said that the the food that he was given, the old man, is stale. So, yeah, that's what Zach's excuse was. Anyway, Zach then heads off to the side, and he whips out his cell phone. It's not the brick one. It's a flip phone, but it's still pretty big compared to what came out later. And uh, he makes a call. I'm calling about the Mustang for sale. How much is it? A steal of $2,006.52, not a penny less. Ah, uh, that's a lot of money for an old car. I know. I'll take cash or certified check. I'd like to test drive it first, but my jerk of a boss won't let me off early. Oh, I know how those guys can be. Why don't you stop by after work? The name's Carosi. Leon Carosi. Carosi? Morse? Morse, is that you? <laughs> Ooh, would you like a refill, sir? Nice date. Nice shirt. Nice try. This jerk of a boss is not going to lower the price of that car one red cent. But $1,500 is all I can afford. Please, sir. Pretty please. No. <laughs> I keep begging. I enjoy it. For real now, $2,600 for a 1966 Mustang. I don't know anything about cars, but surely that's got to be a steal. Mustangs are are what, are what they're power cars and they're 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 dude cars and so twenty six even in nineteen ninety one twenty six hundred for a sixty six Mustang that that can't that can't be right you know what, let's look that up again how much would a sixty six Mustang go for today all right this can't be right at all it's uh, apparently according to the internet a sixty six Ford Mustang is valued at sixteen thousand four hundred dollars. With OH rates, whatever the hell that means, with one hundred thousand to three hundred thousand dollar liability. So that uh, that's as I said, I know nothing about cars. So it's a good thing I looked that up, man. Because if I ever, let's say tomorrow, I went out to to look for a '66 Mustang and found one, I I would have gotten robbed. Damn, that's that's surprising to me. But all right, anyway. Uh, a guy named Monty then arrives, and he's from another beach club. And he's there to make their annual volleyball bet, which Malibu Sands has lost 10 years in a row. And Monty says, or Monty wants to make the usual $500 bet, but Carosi is iffy about it. He says they're not playing this year. 
and Monty heckles Karosi and he asks if chicken is on the menu today. Zach tells Karosi that he can help win the volleyball match. As Kelly was captain of the volleyball team, Slater was all city in four sports. He and Jesse, he being Zach, and Jesse are really good and they're undefeated. Karosi then decides to take the bet after Zach's little uh, butter up. And we then go to the outdoor cafe where the group aren't happy that Zach told Karosi they're undefeated in volleyball. Zach says that they haven't lost to anybody, and Jesse says that they haven't even played anybody. So, well, it's technically true. So, I mean, me, I've, I'm undefeated at mixed martial arts. I've never mixed martial arts against anybody, so I'm technically I am undefeated. So, yeah, I can retire undefeated at mixed martial arts. And boxing, and uh, yeah, everything. Tennis. Man, I'm, I'm like the I'm technically the greatest athlete in the world, undefeated at a lot of sports. But anyway, Zach says that they haven't lost to anybody, which I already said, idiot. Zach assures the gang that it will be work, or that it will work, as Karosi shows up to give inspiration to the team. Zach says that uh, how they do depends on what Karosi will give in return. Karosi tells them that they can have afternoons off for practice. Kelly likes that idea. But uh, that isn't good enough for Zach. As he tells Karosi that if they win the game, Karosi can sell him the car for $500 less. And Karosi is against the idea as Zach tells him that he'll just lose for the 11th year in a row then. Fine, lose, idiot. Zach and Karosi continue to negotiate and eventually agree on $1,500 for the car if the team wins. We then go to the beach where the team is practicing as Stacy arrives. And they tell Stacy that they have everything under control. And Slater says that he pities the team that has to play against them. This is when two guys arrive, one of which hits on Stacy, but to no avail. And Stacy introduces these two dudes as Tad and Ted. <laughs> oh, California dudes, man. Tad and Ted. Anyway, they and they play for North Beach, who Zach and company are going to be playing against for the the bet that uh, Karosi's making. Tad and Ted, they're probably they're probably related to Scott Wolf's character, who's probably named Todd. Idiot. Seriously though, Scott Wolf was awesome and go check out that movie. Todd Wolf. <laughs> anyway, Tad and Ted are not impressed with what they see, and Zach challenges them to a little exhibition exhibition match right there. Tad and Ted agree, and it's five against two. It's Tad and Ted against Zach and company. Kelly serves. Tad or Ted bump. And then Tad or Ted also bump. And they send the ball back over the net. And it hits Screech in the head, thus giving Tad and Ted the point. As the group begin to worry. And we get a commercial break. And after the break, Stacy's now worried about the game. And wants to somehow back out of the bet. But Zach assures her that they'll win. Because the game isn't until next week. But uh, Stacy, Well she agrees to give the group one day. To come up with a plan. And everyone disperses. Slater then climbs to the top of his lifeguard tower. And Zach joins him. Zach says that they need, they need to pray for a miracle. When this tall guy. With the grossest gigantic Adam's apple you will ever see in your life appears and tells Zack and Slater that he's looking for the hot looking lifeguard that works there and Zack replies oh 
You mean the great-looking, dying-for-a-boyfriend brunette? See, alternate universe. In this universe, Kelly's not with Jeff or Zach. So, yeah. Alternate universe. I love it. Anyway, this this guy will just... Well, I decided... Until his name was revealed, I put in my notes that we'll just call him Adam. Adam, because... Seriously, man. If, if you're squeamish in the least and you decide to watch this episode, just, just look down when Adam's and his throat appear on screen. It's so, it's so sick. It's like not sick as in how the young people say, that's so sick as in cool. No, it's disgusting. It's <laughs> anyway, Adam and his apple reveal that they're, t- they're six foot ten after Zach asks how tall uh, they are. Adam and his apple then ask Zach if he can get him a date with Kelly, and Zach replies that it depends, and asks Adam and his apple if he plays volleyball. We then go inside to the dining area. I mean, Mr. Carosi is not happy with the food that Screech served him, and Screech reminds him to be nice because of the volleyball bet. Zach then arrives, and he wants to introduce Carosi to the new waiter that he hired, named Gary Lucas. Also known as Adam, so Gary is Adam. And Gary walks in wearing a Malibu Sands uniform that is that's just way too small. The pants are just right up his his legs, and the shirt is is uh, basically showing off his belly button. Karosi is impressed at uh, Gary's height, and Zach suggests that Karosi double the bet, and Karosi says, "No, nah, I'm going to triple it." We then go to the beach for some volleyball practice, where Kelly. Gary and his Adam's apple. It's it's oh my! It was so gross. I mean, no offense to anyone out there with a big Adam's apple, but this guy's takes on a life. It's its own character, <laughs> especially when he talks. It's I mean, there's an episode of Seinfeld where where Elaine is dating a dude and she notices his Adam's apple and it just sicks her out whenever he talks and laughs because it just moves. This dude's. It's like he's got another life form living in his neck. It's so awful. And the, one of the big reasons that Big Adam's apples just give me the cringe is that when I played hockey when I was a kid, there was a coach during a practice who got hit in the neck with a puck. Ugh, he, he survived, but oh my god. Ugh, it's nasty. And you can still see the thing when, we, when, when they do a wide camera shot. It's just... It's just there. Seriously, it's like another character. It's, it's gross. Anyway, we then see a quick montage of Gary and his apple putting on a clinic during practice. We then go back inside where Kelly tells Zach that she's so glad that he introduced her to, to, to Gary and the thing on his neck. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> it's so awful. <laughs> Karosi and Stacy arrive, and Karosi is excited about the game, and Zach reassures him that everything will be great. Karosi is happy as he's tripled the bet officially, and he dances away. Screech then arrives with a large water container, and he drops it on Adam's foot. I'm just going to call him Adam, because it's nasty. And it probably took him out of the match, and out of this episode, thank God, is what I was thinking. But no, it didn't. We're going to find out. After the break, the group is in panic mode as now Adam and his apple are injured and might not be able to play. Adam arrives with Kelly and Lisa holding him up as he now has a cast on his foot, which is now broken. Karosi appears and the gang quickly cover Adam's casted foot up with a bunch of pillows. 
They tell Kurosia that they're just meditating. They're just sitting there meditating. Screech is sitting on the ground, and Kurosi wants to know why Screech is on the floor. Screech says that he's just hiding Adam's foot, and that his foot is just fine. <laughs> Screech then gives Adam's foot a smack, and Adam goes into pain mode, thus revealing the injury. Kurosi then panics and asks if the team can still win, and Zach basically, Zach basically says, well, maybe. <laughs> Kurosi gets ticked off, and he tells the group that if they don't win the match... They're all fired, which I'm sure would uh, result in a lawsuit against them, but uh, suspension of disbelief. Just like how I'd like to suspend the belief that there's gigantic Adam's apples out there. Anyway, we then go to Lisa's beach house where Jessie has once again left her clothes lying all over the place. And she says that she'll pick them up later, but Lisa says that, you know, Lisa says she'll take care of it. And Jessie is impressed that Lisa is okay with her messiness until Lisa... Takes all of Jesse's clothes and she just tosses them out the front door. <laughs> oh, Lisa's great. She just like, you know, take this and stick it out the front door and up your butt. <sighs> Maybe you can use it to dress up Adam's apple. <laughs> anyway, Zach and Slater arrive with pizzas and Kelly is still worried about the volleyball game and getting fired. Screech then arrives and he's got good news. As he's found a couple of ringers to maybe join the team. The first he introduces Ava. Screech says is the best best athlete in her school. And in walks this girl who looks to be about five years old. <laughs> Zack and Slater tell Screech that they need an actual athlete who's older. And Screech says no problem. And he introduces Ida Mae Ross, who was on the U.S. volleyball team. And the aforementioned Ida Mae walks in and it's a woman who looks to be in about 60 years old. And the gang is not impressed and Screech says... That he saved the best for last. And introduces Big Pete. Who's a high school nerd who knows nothing about volleyball. <laughs> and Zach welcomes Big Pete because they got no other choice to the team. And, uh, well, at least we don't have to see the apple. Anyway, we then, we then go to later on where the gang and uh, Big Pete are looking through the help wanted ads for jobs. Kelly, however, is not happy that the gang has given up. And Zach then arrives with a telegram... From North Beach saying that they're going to whoop Malibu Sands' asses. And this fires up the group. And they get angry. And they head off to practice. And Zach then turns to us and he tells us that it was actually him who sent the telegram. So well done. A little, uh, a little chicanery going on there. And we then head out to the beach where the teams and Big Pete are warming up. While Adam and his apple are still in a cast while Lisa is helping him get around. The North Beach uh, guy arrives and he heckles Kurosi a little. And Kurosi gets up and he heads over to the his his team and he gives them a little pep talk, reminding them that if they lose, they'll be fired. <laughs> and it's now time to begin the match. But Big Pete backs out because now he's got blisters on his feet. And now the Malibu Sands team are worried as they, they're down a player. And Slater says that they have to forfeit now. But Stacy appears because Leah Remini's awesome. And she says that she'll play for the team. Why didn't she do this earlier? Don't know. And the match begins and Bayside or or Malibu Sands are not doing too well. We'll call them Bayside. No, whatever. Uh, Bayside team, they're not doing too well to begin with. We see more playing as both teams score points. And Kurosi is stressed out. The score at one point is eventually tied at 13. For those who don't know volleyball, the rules of a volleyball match. It's usually the best two out of three. 
and you have the score goes up to 15, but you must win by two points. So you can't win 15 to 14. If if both teams have 14, then you got to win 16 to 14. If both teams have 20, you got to win 22 to 20. That's the rules of volleyball, from what I remember. So anyway, the score tied at 13. When Stacy tells Tad uh, that she'll go out with him tonight, and this distracts Tad. As Zach serves the ball and it hits Tad on the head, falls to the ground, giving Bayside a 14-13 lead. So it's now match point. And Zach is serving. And Kurosi walks in and he dangles the car keys in front of Zach, telling him that this one's for the car. Zach serves the ball. We go in slow motion. A North Beach player hits the ball high up in the air. And Zach spikes the ball down, giving Bayside the point and the win. And Zach the car. And I just want to say that this this was some of the worst volleyball I've ever seen in my life. I mean, I know they had to act and give Bayside the win, but this, that, that, awful. Just awful. I mean, it was Adam's apple awful. Bloody hell. Anyway, the team celebrates. Zach and Stacey, during this celebration, give each other a big hug before quickly backing off of each other. And Kurosi presents Zach with the keys to the Mustang. And we get the credits on a great, great episode. Classic episode, minus the disgusting Adam's apple. Seriously, it is so gross. Uh, like, uh, Go back and watch, if you dare. Watch, look at the wide shots of Adam and his apple on the beach. And you can see the thing. It's just, it's basically pointing to wherever direction it's facing. You know, so if you ever walked up to this dude in real life and asked him for directions, he, all he has to do is turn and... And, and point with his apple. It's so it's so, oh, gross, man. Anyway, that was say uh, Bayside Buddy is Saved by the Bell podcast episode nineteen. Join next week where we celebrate the episode 20, 20 years of Bayside Buddy is Saved by the Bell podcast, courtesy of CerealGrapeJuice.com. Also available on Spotify, Stitcher, and iTunes. We will be checking out season three, episodes five and six. Once again, one episode is takes place at the Bayside. The other one takes place at Malibu Sands. They are entitled Operation Zack and 4th of July. So that was that. Go share this to everybody. Once again, much love to Dustin Diamond, brother, the entertainment. You can do it. You're awesome. Screech needs to be in Saved by the Bell. I heard that he's not in the, uh, I don't know if you want to call it a reboot, but the current installment of Saved by the Bell, which isn't for people like me. It's for this younger generation. So, people who complain, yeah, I mean, just saying, but at least give Screech a shot in there. Give him an episode or two. Let him hang out, do his Screech stuff. Anyway, until next week, Nairby, Cereal and Grape Juice, CerealandGrapeJuice.com. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I am Nairby. Follow me on Twitch, Nairby Do. That's N-A-I-R-B-Y-D-O. I play games. I'm currently, as of now, if you're listening to this to this like now now around the time I upload it I'm currently playing my second playthrough of the excellent excellent game Horizon Zero Dawn check that out follow me there give me cash there when you see it and we will see you next time Bayside Buddy celebrating 20 years next week with episode 20 we'll see you then